grand rising and priming powerful beings shout out to you it's the holistic motivated and today i'm going to be talking about overcoming self-doubt and shame self-doubt is a robber uh, the devil knows how to use doubt in order to make you rethink about yourself so that way you can let go of the things that you're supposed to grab onto sometimes you're going to doubt yourself out of an opportunity Sometimes you're going to doubt yourself out of your blessing. And one of the major things that we can do is to release self-doubt and shame. I used to suffer so much from shame, which caused me to doubt my future, which created a fear of success. What if I succeed and I can handle it? What if I get everything and mess it up? Self-doubt is a robber of your dreams, of your goals, of everything that God has in store for you. And I'm going to be talking about releasing self-doubt. Because a lot of times, it's because we doubt ourselves, that's why we're not taking action. So keep tapping in this episode of Ed Talks Daily as I talk about overcoming self-doubt and shame. Let's get it. Talks Daily is all about developing a holistic mindset so that way you can have a holistic lifestyle, hence Ed Talks Daily, holistic lifestyle and motivation. It's all about growth in all aspects of your life. How to do solidify a holistic mindset that will lead to healthy body, healthy mind, healthy relationship and in tune spirit. If you want to join me in this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves, then this podcast is for you. If you're watching live, go to edtalksdaily.com if you want to listen to over 400 episodes on any different type of subject. Um, Let's get it. Overcoming self-doubt and shame starts with knowing who you are. Knowing that what, what they said about you ain't always true and what you say about you ain't always true. What they said about you is not the only thing that's not true. But what you say about you is also something that's not true. You lie to yourself about what you are, who you are, what's available for you based on your past mistakes. Overcoming self-doubt and shame is about forgiveness. It starts with forgiving yourself for the things that you did when you, when you didn't know you were doing it. The subconscious actions that you did because it was coming from a place of pain. And now that you're healing, sometimes you may feel shameful about it. There were times in my life where I didn't answer phone calls because of shame. The relationships I could have built by showing up, I hid away from because of shame. The things I could have done, I didn't do because I didn't trust myself. So when we enhance and change how we trust ourselves, that's how we can grow. Now, when we trust yourself, it means that you believe that you can do it. You believe that you can handle it. You believe that you're good enough to be able to, and you deserve it. There was a point in my life where I literally thought like, man, you know what? The way I'm acting right now, I don't think I can ever do what I'm doing. Because there was some parts of my life that made me feel shameful. Literally, one of those parts was um, my relationship with my mom, my relationship with my dad, my relationship with my family. I felt isolated, estranged alone, abandoned, and the truth of the matter is I wasn't isolated, estranged, or abandoned. I was actually abandoning myself because I felt bad about a certain way. 
I was literally replaying the tape of my childhood, so I kept suffering the image of it. Let me say that again. Sometimes by replaying the tape of your childhood, you suffer the picture of it. And what I mean by that is, I was not living as an adult, I was living as a child in an adult body. Literally, I was suffering my past and calling it my present, so I missed the present of the present. I missed the present of the present, I was in present. <laughs> I wasn't present because I was too shameful. So I would get a call and I would think about how I didn't call instead of realizing that I could just answer the call. And that made me feel like I was a bad son, right? How many of y'all may feel like you've been a bad son, bad parent, bad daughter, bad friend, and you just feel shameful about it? I was so shameful about it that I couldn't utter the words out of my mouth. Now that I'm in a place of healing, it's easy for me to confess because I've, I'm not regressing back. I'm so intentional and deliberate about my intentions, about my relationships right now, that I, I have self-confidence, which means I confide in my ability to respond. I confide in my ability to be present. I confide in my ability to stick to my word. Here's what I always tell people. You got to turn your flaws into flows. You have to turn the things that you did that didn't work to a, a determination to make it work. And what is that? A lot of our values don't come from the good stuff we do. A lot of our values actually come from the stuff we do that didn't work and that hurt the people we love the most. And we made a decision to do right by them moving forward. But if we don't forgive ourselves, we can't grow. So I'm telling you, I'm getting deep. My relationship with my mom, I love my mom to life. I mean, I love my mom more than anyone on this planet. In fact, I love my mom more than anybody. That means that, well, my dad, I'm sorry, dad, you come second. <laughs> I love my dad too. I love my dad, but second to my, just kidding. But you know how it be, right? The mama, you can't go wrong with your mama. So, but why would somebody who loved their mama ignore their mama? Why? Because I was not being uh, an adult. I was not being somebody who was operating from a place of love, but from a place of shame. Which means I ran away, not because I didn't love my mom. I ran away because I felt like I wasn't loving her enough. And I made excuses as to, I just want to grow my business. I'm busy doing what I'm doing. I created a habit and it came from a separation as childhood. I came here when I was nine years old, man. My mom stayed back, which means I didn't grow up with my mom. And I had an estranged relationship with my stepmother. So I took my estranged relationship from my stepmom to my mom and didn't work. And now that I'm healing from it and I've healed from it, the duality, healing and healed, how can one be healed yet still healing? I am learning to always show up. So now I don't even feel shameful about things. I just eloquent and, and express myself. Like for instance, there was a season where I needed like a few weeks to do what I'm doing. I just said, mom, right now, it's okay. I'm not abandoning you. I'm just doing some stuff and I can't actually be there presently, but we can still talk, which means I answered every call. I called her when I could but I wasn't showing up all the time. Honestly, I was going through a depression and I didn't want to bring that energy towards my own mom. I was going through my dark moment in the winter, right? Do we have winters of our lives, but we don't have to let the winters of our lives make our hearts cold. And what I mean by that is we can actually express that I'm growing through something. Who said that? Kendrick Lamar says, I've been going through something. I've been going, we all grow through stuff and sometimes we don't feel like show up if we're not the best version of ourselves. However, what I really need to do is show up anyways, but sometimes 
what you want to do is not what you do because you subconsciously do things from the subconscious. You respond not on the basis of how you want to respond, but on the basis of how you've been responding, so you kept responding that way. Now I'm so intentional about deliberate that if I tell my mom that I'm going to be there and I know that I, won't, I can't stay for long, I'll just show up for five minutes and leave. Before, I would just say I'm going to be there and never show up. Integrity came from my lack of integrity. Um, my, my, my showing up now, you see all the videos and me dancing with my mother. You see all the videos like of me being there, helping her build her business. That actually came from the time that I didn't. And I realized the greatest gift is a gift of appreciation that sprouted from pain. And in 2021, I felt so much weight on my, on my, shoulder, on my shoulder, on my chest, and in my heart. It was holding me in bondage. How many of y'all have felt so much weight on your shoulder, on your heart, that it's been holding you in bondage? Like I would think about calling, but then I would think about the times I didn't call. I would think about showing up. Then I would think about the time I said I was going to show up. I didn't show up. When I let that yoke go, I grew into a better version of me. Now, I understood that I was, I was operating from a point of pain in my childhood. So I started to heal from that by just showing up. And there was another thing. Every guy who's a real man wants to take their mama out the hood. I had an issue showing up to the hood to see my mom because it made me feel like I'm not doing enough. So I would stay in my work trying to get rich because if I get rich, then I could take her out the hood. What I realized was the hood is not just a place. The hood is a mindset. Not showing up keeps her in the hood more than showing up. So when I let go of the fact that, oh, I'm not doing everything I, I should be doing right now and to say that, all I got to do is be what I'm being right now, and that's enough. My life shifted. What do I mean? Which means I couldn't show up with 2,000, but I showed up with 20. By that I mean, I'll, send you, I'll bring you $20, some bunnin' and some fish, and I'll be there sitting down. I'll ask you what you need. I'll take you where you want me to take you. I'll be there in the way that I can be. But I'm like, yo, I'm going to buy you a house one day, maybe just not now, but in the meantime, I'm going to stay in a little shack with you just to show you that I appreciate you and I'm there for you. It used to bring me so much pain to see my mom in a situation I couldn't get her out of yet. It made me feel shameful, doubting myself and what I'm doing, if I'm ever gonna be successful. And that was more hurtful towards both parties. Let me tell you something. Your actions don't just hurt you, it hurts the people you love. I'm just giving you a real message here. I'm keeping it 100, 1,000. And it literally hurts the people you love physically. Emotional pain becomes physical illness. So if you don't do certain things to be there for the people you love, I'm not telling you to feel bad about it, but I'm telling you know that you are affecting their, hurt, their health in a way. Somebody says, I'm not in control of nobody's health. But your, your actions can make somebody sad and their sadness can affect their heart. Your action can make somebody feel like they're not loved and that can affect their heart. So, if you don't get in the way of your emotional pain, you're going to be causing physical pain to the people you love. And I want to let you know that the physical pain that your parents may endure may be a, a, a cause of an emotional pain. And the best you can do is the best you can do. 
So do your best. Let me say that again. The best you can do is the best you can do. So do your best. Somebody says, I've been struggling since the pandemic ruined my business, but I'm staying positive and moving forward. Absolutely. Your mindset dictates how you see the circumstance and it creates opportunity in the midst of what looks to be a drought. A wise man, the word says, in the bountiful seven years, they stored up for the lack in seven years. But guess what? In the lack during the seven years, there is still bountifulness and that's learning, that's growing, that's sticking through it, that's resiliency. The drought moments are actually moments of rain too. It's not the rain you want, but it's the rain you need. Sometimes you have to go through certain moments of drought to appreciate life. My whole lifestyle shifted where I couldn't go anywhere. But thank God I got a car now. <laughs> thank God I could go places. But if I was able to go places, I wouldn't have been able to stay in the garden. I've learned so many lessons from the garden by not having the ability to be mobile. So while people ridiculed me, girls I dated didn't want to date me, I was actually becoming better. Actually, lack is more of an opportunity than gain. As Solomon said, there is a time for everything. Being in lack gave me more than being in abundance. If I became wealthy fast, the values I have now, I wouldn't have had. Uh, the lessons I've had now, I, I wouldn't have had. If I kept my Bel Air apartment, probably moved to a condo, maybe my head would have been so big that I probably wouldn't be the person I am today. I Absolutely, humbleness comes in the drought. Healing comes in the drought. Let me give you another story, y'all. I had to lose everything to gain the right things. I literally lost my car. I lost my apartment. I lost my friends, too. All the people who came to the Gettys when I had the liquor and, and the block party. I had the littest block party ever. I'm telling you, I had the block party where the whole college came out. It was lit. It was lit. And I lived in Bel Air. I felt like the fresh, fresh prince. But when I didn't have none of that, none of them showed up. But guess what? God showed up. God did. I was in the car sitting down, drinking, like when I was homeless, sleeping in my car. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and said, I got great things to do through you. I'm like, what, the, what in the world? And this is, it seems like I'm talking to myself, but I'm not talking. It's just like a voice in my head. So I, I thought I was just going crazy. I was like, Ed, you just, you, yeah, that blunt you just had was laced. I mean, that, that beer you're drinking did something. I was doubting. Sometimes not only do we doubt ourselves, we doubt the voice of God. So God said, I got great things to do through you, but I can't do it through you in this state. If I'm going to do it through you, you got to change your state. And you got to put my name in what you're doing. I, little did I know, right now I can't go a podcast without mentioning God. <laughs> so I was talking about personal development. Now I'm talking about God development. Why? Because God will make a covenant with you, but you got to make the change. You got to seek first the kingdom. And sometimes when you're trying to build your own kingdom, you got to break that down so you can seek his kingdom. And you're going to get everything else. So in the midst of drought, character is built. In the, in the midst of lack, you actually gain the true abundance. So self-doubt is you looking at your situation and determining your future based on your present lack. Self-doubt is saying, because I don't have now, I won't ever have. 
self like self doubt is saying because I messed up before I'm gonna keep messing up. So now all of a sudden you gonna mess up on the basis of your mess up, not realizing that your mess up is a setup for a better future. Your setback is a setup for a comeback so you can go higher. Les Brown says, once you fall, don't fall flat on your face, fall on your back, because if you could look up, you can get up. And what he mean by that is, don't just fall and look at the where you fell, look at and look up and know that there's a possibility. And when you know there's a possibility of opportunity from your chaos, you're going to find beauty in the chaos. There is beauty in the pain. There is beauty in the struggling. There's beauty in the midst of pain, but your mindset is going to allow you to see the beauty of it. Now, give you the truth, I came back to the crib when I finally let go of the desire to be a rebel because if you don't believe in me, I don't want to be around you. That's what I was saying about my dad. Sometimes we're going to run away based on our ego, which means I could have literally just get from my car, like the prodigal son, go to the crib and have a roof. But I was like, I ain't going back there. Y'all don't appreciate me. You don't know what I'm doing. I'm building my business. I'm about to be a millionaire. I don't have... Uh, in my head, I'm like, nah, I, ain't, I am not going back. I'd rather sleep in this car. And I needed that. Honestly, I really did. I needed that sleeping in my car. But I also needed the point where I let it go so I can grow. So I called my dad. I'm coming back home. When I went back to the crib, y'all, first thing, I promise you, the next day, the next day, the, they came for my car. I was, I was riding the Honda like a Lexus. It was also my hotel room. They took my hotel room, my business, and my Lexus. That was a Honda. I'm like, oh, Lord. I thought somebody from the hood came and took my car. I was like, how I just got in the hood, they already took my car. <laughs> I was like, you see, this is why I didn't want to come to the hood. I should have stayed in Boca. So when I went back to Miami, it turned out. And when I called the police station, they was like, did you pay your phone? I was like, did you, did you pay did you pay your car note? I was like, oh, I didn't. That's what Les Brown says. The quickest way to get back on your feet is to miss three car payments. I think I missed about six. I don't know, but I owed the bank a whole lot of money. They came and took my whip. And my whip was my business because I was a mobile personal trainer. I had all my equipment in the back. They took all my equipment and my whip. I'm like, ah, crap. So I could have no longer run my business, but sometimes you're going to lose one business for another business. God was telling me to shift, shift. And sometimes the shift, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be like you lost. Like my business, my home, my car was a shift. But guess what? I went through some struggles when I moved back home. I don't know why God took the car away because I would have just left. He was like, I need you to sit your butt back here because I'm about to teach you how to cultivate your garden. And in this crib, which I'm sitting at, which is still home, I am building a multi-million dollar business. I am helping other people build themselves, build themselves holistically. I had less stress not having to pay my rent, which was hella expensive, like almost like 15, two grand. I had three jobs and three businesses just to keep it up. Which means I was highly stressed out in college. Now, I got the... When I didn't make money for the, from the man, I became the man. <laughs> I was able to spend time doing things, learning, reading. Like, the stuff that you would think will make you broke makes you rich. I became wealthier not working than I did working. Because I was working on myself 
That's why Jim Rohn said, it's better to work on yourself than to work hard on your job. Work hard on your job, but work harder on yourself. I got time to work hard on myself and I was able to build a business. I humbled myself so that way God can raise me up. What that meant was I was able to invest money in my business without having to worry about rent. Honestly, I'm getting in the next season where it's time for me to get my own crib. But I'm being patient in it and I'm not being shameful about it. Right. All this beautiful garden that you see is being cultivated at home. But guess why I needed to go back home. The hero's journey back home is not just to save money, but is to heal from your. I faced every single childhood trauma, so-called childhood things that I didn't know I was even going. Through. I literally realized it. God will take you out of the situation, grow you enough to realize what situation you were in. And then he'll take you out of the situation and place you where you wanted to be because you are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, kings and queens in the kingdom of God. Right. While people will see you as broke, God will see you as hope. While people will see you as not ha not being where you, you should be. God is going to be this is exactly where I need you to be going back home. My car being taken away. I couldn't leave and run away. So I had to stay and heal. I'm telling you, the healing happened. I faced my how I was dealing with my stepmom, how I felt about my dad. And I got to a point right now where I'm making my dad a believer. Yesterday, he's like, oh, first of all, he'd be like, what are you doing? He's like, you need to get a job. You need to get a job. I'm like, dad, I got a job. I got multiple sources of income. You don't even know it. I'm like, I impact people all around the world. You don't even know it. But yesterday, I'm over here packing herbs. I'm sending herbs. He's like, oh, he came to me. He's like, oh, um, when your business is about to thrive, I was like, Dad, just give it a couple of years. We about to, we about to make it. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, you slowly becoming a believer. Yeah, you didn't see what I was doing, but now you see the orders, don't you? All right. You saw every time I woke up at 7 a.m. Go backyard, rising and priming. You didn't know what I'm doing. You saw all the time I'm doing social media videos. You don't know what I'm doing, but I know what I'm doing. God knows what I'm doing. Right. I'm like, I'm like, Dad, I go to speak and they pay me, like my first highest speaking gig was like nine hundred dollars for an hour teaching Qigong and giving a motivational speech. I was like, Dad, if I can make nine hundred dollars right now, don't you think I'm going to be able to make ten thousand, twenty thousand, twenty five thousand, thirty thousand? I'm like, yo, I just got to stay persistent and consistent enough to get it. So I'm like, you don't see what I'm doing, but I know what I'm doing. God knows what I'm doing. So you don't know it, but I know it. And I know enough for the both of us. Yo, I used to be like, Dad, please affirm me, affirm me, affirm me. Say you believe in me. One time I tried to get him to say that I believe in you. He was like, I don't know. I don't. I'm like, come on. But guess what? I didn't realize that he loves me. So that's all I need. I know you love me. I know you really care for me. Because you're my dad. You know when he gave birth to me, you want to make sure I'm good. So I was like, that's enough. I will make you a believer. Not by words but by action so i'm like i'm gonna pay off your crib buy your crib let you get another crib and still keep your crib and i'll go buy my own crib and many others <laughs> and then I, now you're gonna be a believer then right i'm gonna i'm gonna show you by my action i was like yo you about to see what's about to happen from all all those social media videos you ain't believing uh, those videos about to bring me amongst kings and not mean men you just don't know it yet your gifts will make room for you, but you got to keep ordering your gifts. 
I watered my gifts when I slept in my car. I was in the studio at the school watering my gifts. I literally, let me give you an example of what I did. I was sleeping in my car with my things, with my personal training equipment in there. I'm going to people's cribs. I was getting paid $50 an hour just to train them. Didn't know I was homeless. But guess why I couldn't get a house? When you get evicted from your house, nobody want to rent nothing to you. When your credit is shot, nobody want to rent nothing to you. And my ego, not just my ego, but my mind told me, uh, you ain't going to get no credit. I ain't even try. I was, I'm just going to sleep in my car. So I was making money, but I was also wasting money because I was in pain. So I was spending money on parties, on, on ganja. Man, I spent so much money on ganja, I could have had a crib turned over. Uh, you see, I had to change my state. God knew if he gave me all that money while I was in that mind state, I would have wasted it all, right? I would have lost it all. So he had to give me a season of lack so I could restore my character and integrity and alignment with what purpose he had for me. I had to match my plan with God's plan. And now I'm like, yo, I'm entering in the best season of my life. What does all of this have to do with shame, doubt? Listen, shame came from... Ah, my goodness, why am I not successful yet? I'm putting so much work. Why am I not successful? Guys, like I'm refining your character. I'm like, God, I, I have the right intention. It's like, God, God's like, oh, yeah, you think you have the right intention. But let's see it. Let's see it through some through some pain. Let's see how much your intention is going to be refined. I was like, yeah, you have the right intention. But you're not praising me with it. So I need to humble you enough to praise me with it. Now I can't stop mentioning God. God, 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 God did, God did, the kingdom of heaven, Jesus. But when I got into this holistic stuff, people done told me that God ain't real. God is this. God is from the slave master. Boom, boom, boom. You should serve the Egyptian God. But I always knew that, like Jesus said, I am the way and the life. I always knew that was true. So my relationship was not as it was. But my faith never really, I was on good soil. I was wavered, so I hid away from the face of God. Shame will cause you to do this, and you feel like you're not good enough. Now, I have a relationship with God. I have restored my uh, royalness in the kingdom, which means I haven't restored it. God has restored it, but I have an obedience to say, yo, I'm still going to be sinful. I'm still going to mess up, but guess what? God still loves me. So now I'm seeking so much, not knowledge as much as I used to seek knowledge from self-help. I'm seeking wisdom from God's help. I spend more time in the Bible than I do in self-help books. Even the self-help books I buy now is scriptural. So now my life is shifting from, yo, how can I find out all these different spiritual techniques? So I was like, oh, all of it is in the word. In the beginning, there was the word, the word was God, the word was with God. And if you're with God, you got to be in the word, not just everybody else's words. There's nothing wrong with self-help books. Shoot, I'm going to write a self-help book with God's help. So it's going to be a God help, self-help. <laughs> so what I mean by that is I'm going to write a self-help book in that category, but it's going to be inspired by my story called Grow Through the Pain. Grow Through the Pain is my book that I'm working on. So there's nothing wrong with self-help, but one of the most important things you're going to get is God's help. I would lie to you to say, stop reading. Oh, man, you need to read. You need to read them books. 
But at the same time, you also need to read the word. But when you read the word, you got to become the word. And when you live, when the word lives through you, you're actually going to have so many words that you can't, you have nowhere to put them. Like, literally, I have so many words. I'm like, bro, I got so many books. I don't wrote so many books through these. This is a book. This is a chapter. This is a book right now. And I'm like, yo, that is it. I'm like, with God's help, that's how you help yourself. So now I be saying stuff. I be like, where in the world? Oh, yeah. No, it's where in the spirit. Oh, that came from uh, that came from there. I'm like, oh, what the? How did I? What, what, how did I put that together like that? That's from the spirit. That's where it came from. So I discovered you don't run out of words when you run towards God. If you want to be knowledgeable, wise, full of wisdom, able to express yourself in a way where you just flow, you got to tap in to the flowing river. Now, every river goes into a stream. Don't be a pond. Be a river. Every river goes into the main source. If you are a river, you will flow from the source of God. If you're a pond, limiting yourself based on what you think you know, you will constrain yourself to what you know and what you think. When you become a river, the Spirit of God is going to flow through you and you're going to be unlimited in what you can share. So there's no lack. That's why I share my information freely. Why? I have no lack of it. I have too many of it to be worried about. Oh my God, I'm sharing too much. They're going to have this. I don't care if you buy my book. I don't care if you go to my tribe, join the tribe, our tribe. I don't care if you sign up for my course. I'm still going to bless you because I'm so abundant. I can never run out. Somebody says, how many podcasts are you going to do? Aren't you going to run out of podcasts to talk about? No, God never runs out. I can never run out. I'm always going to have enough podcasts. That's why I have 500 episodes of my podcast, edtalksdaily.com. I will never run out of words to say because in the beginning there was the word and the word was God. And if you're with God, you are the word, you have the word, and the word will flow through you. And you will never run out of it. So those who seek to help but withdraw in the spirit of lack won't get. Right? It's as if you're hiding your gift, asking God to bless you with one. There was a man, there was, the guy had multiple servants he gave one of them one talent and talents was a measure of gold and in our age would be a lot of money one of them went with the one took it hid it away and said i know you're a hard master and he's talking about god in the kingdom he's like so i i buried it so when i came back here's the here's your gift he's right here god i got you one your gift some of y'all being that one person hiding your gift and that person had two and that person had three so they went out two and three went and doubled it well done my good and faithful servant Listen, your pocket and your bank account is not going to tell you, well done, my good and faithful servant. God's going to be like, well done, my good and faithful servant. And he's going to give you more. In fact, he's going to take the person who had one and give it to you. Somebody says, how are you so gifted? I used my gift while I had it. When I had the gift of physical, in my younger days, I used to be all about the physical. That's why I'm so sexy. I'm serious. I am sexy, right? That's why I got the six-pack. But I used to be so much focused on the physical, but I used that gift. And I still had the gift of speaking, but I didn't really know. But I started to trust myself and started speaking. I was like, oh, I got something. 
and I started I started using that. I was like, ooh, something is there. And then now I, I, I learned about herbs. Now I know about Qigong. Now I know about where are all these gifts coming from. They probably were all in me, but I had to be obedient from the first one so he could give me and re release many other ones. So now I started to release all. I'm like, yo, I got so many gifts. I got so much. Why? Obedience in one gift is going to sprout many others. From one stream will come seven streams, and from seven streams will come an infinite source of abundance. Solomon said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. He didn't say it like that, but he said you must have multiple streams. Multiple streams of your gift things is going to bring multiple streams of income, and multiple streams of income is going to make sure you keep streaming and healing. Streaming and healing. Now... I utilize all of my gifts to help people, whether you pay me or you don't, because God will say, well, good, my good and faithful servant, I'm helping you because you help others. When you help somebody go through that time, you're actually helping Jesus. Somebody, he said, he said uh, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I, was, when I didn't have clothes, you put clothes over my back. And, and he was like, Jesus, I ain't never done that for you. What you talking about? He was like, no, once you take the care of the least in the kingdom you those who serve will be the greatest among you i serve i serve i text people back i message people back i give them stuff that they don't pay for because god already pays me for it in my spirit the spirit of peace is all the payment i need that's why i deserve the money look good things don't come to those who want it it comes to those who deserve it. And you deserve it by giving it. And when you give it, you deserve it. You deserve all of the money. So my father in heaven is the ruler of my life. I am learning to be more like a child and less like a grumpy old adult. I'm no longer focused on what Ed wants to do. I'm focused on what God wants to do through Ed. So God is not my boss. But he's my father, and I am a son, and Jesus is my big brother, and you are my sister and brothers. So that's why I am sharing this to you as sisters and brothers in the body of Christ. We were redeemed and brought to the kingdom through the blood of the Lamb. That's how we were given another chance at life. And that's why we got to understand God is the one who sent his one beloved son so that we may not perish but have eternal life. The shame of our sins was forgiven and we should no longer doubt ourselves like Adam and Eve doubted God in themselves. The serpent, the devil, will speak in your ear and promise you the world when you got the kingdom in you. Oh, I will, I will tell you the knowledge of good and evil. They had everything in the garden. That's why I do lessons from the garden, because it started in the garden. And the wisdom is in the garden. The garden of Eden is a representation for the garden of life. Devil will try to convince you to give you something that you already have. Adam and Eve were living in abundance, and they absolutely messed it up. And from there on, sin entered the world. God gave them the choice of life and debt. And debt was just dormant till they made a decision 
to get to know about something they didn't even need to know. And guess what? We are being presented the same thing in this modern age. And you don't know it, but the serpent is masquerading as the light. It says, come over here to my side. I will teach you what they've been hidden from you. And it's hidden in you. Mm. I'll teach you what they've been hiding from you, but yet it's hidden dormant in you. And what it means is a lot of people will come and say to you, this is the way. No, Jesus said, I am the way. They're going to say, this is the way. The Tao means the way. Many religion will come and say, this is the way. But you got to understand that if the way does not include Jesus, it's not the way. Now, Adam and Eve is now in our decisions. The apple is the forbidden fruit of the knowledge that you seek. But what you should be seeking is the kingdom. So we will become seekers of knowledge in the end days. That knowledge will lead us into more sin. Now, what do I mean by that? So many people will, will say, well, this, these are the true gods. This is the true way. They lied to you about this. They lied to you about that. And you're going to question everything you thought you knew. Now, you're gonna, that's a seed of doubt. When, you, when somebody places a seed of doubt, that's, that's how you get to the point of destruction. If you want to destroy anybody, plant a seed of doubt. I hope you don't take this and go do it literally. Don't do that, right? Because that's what manipulative, narcissistic people do. They make you doubt your own self. And we could call that gaslighting. They're going to make you doubt yourself. You're going to be like, oh, am I the one who's messed up? Am I the one? And once you doubt yourself, enters inside of you is a spirit of doubt. And that will be the worst spirit you can ever grow through. So once you play victim, you, you like, oh, it's your fault. I've had people in my life that has done that to me. I had to separate myself from those people because I realized that they were planting seeds of doubt in my mind about what God told me. Why are you going to tell me something opposite of what God told me and I should believe you? you, did you like, were you there when, when God created the heavens and the earth? Were you there when I laid the foundations? That's what Jesus, that's what, that's what God told Job. And he put Job right back in his place. Job was like, God, why well, don't understand why you're doing this? I've been such a faithful servant. Why have you let the devil do all these things to me? And God said, were you there when I laid the foundations of the earth? Job was like, oh, okay, God, I praise you. I, I, okay, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> he had no, he literally, he had no choice but to say, okay, God, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Though he slay me, still, still I trust him. So I'm going to ask you the same question. Were you there when God laid the foundations of the earth? And now you claim to know everything, but you know nothing. Those who say they know everything is the person you need to run away from. I know nothing. It's how, look, somebody says, I know the truth. This is the way. No, they, they are, this is called false prophets. This is the kingdom of darkness masquerading as the kingdom of light. I, this is the everything you know is not true. This is the way. 
right? This this is the way. Y'all ever seen the Mandalorian? This this is the way, right? This is the way. No, Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. Those who drink from my well will never thirst again." Now, I am not the way. My routine is not the way. My anything, none is the way. Jesus is the way. My goal is to help you get out of the way so that God can show you the way. My goal is to motivate you and inspire you so you can get out of your way so God show you the way. Jesus is the way, right? I'm just a servant, a royal priesthood, a king under the sovereign king, as you are, royal priesthood, a king under the sovereign king, a king, whether you're a woman or a man, king meaning dominion, so you can say queen, it's okay. A queen, a king, royal priesthood, because God chose you. Look, you are greater than all of the prophets that came before Jesus. Because he had the spirit is in you. Let me hear you. Let me say that. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You know how powerful that is? Like the spirit of God. God said, let us create man in our image. Our image. Not just his image. In our image. And he's talking about the Son, the Father, the Spirit, our image. That's powerful. That means even John the Baptist, one of the greatest prophets to ever live, God has said this next generation has such a gift. And what I'm letting you know is when you clear your temple, clear your mind, get rid of self-doubt and shame, forgiveness is the pathway to redemption. Because the blood of the Lamb forgave you. So you got to forgive yourself. God forgave you after all that you did without doing. Because we came from the seed of Adam. And what he did, we did. He forgave you. Why would you not forgive yourself? My message to conclude is forgive yourself from the things you did to hurt others. Forgive yourself from the things you did to hurt yourself. Forgive yourself from all of it. Let it go so you can grow. Once you let it go... You're going to heal and get to another level. Now, Haley, check out edtalksdaily.com. I have a podcast on anxiety. I have a podcast on depression. I have a podcast on fasting. I have a podcast on structuring your routine. I have a podcast on... I have a podcast on everything. But this podcast is about overcoming shame and doubt. If you go to edtalksdaily.com, you can listen to any podcast based on whatever you're going through. And I'm sure it will help you. Because I don't just speak through my by myself. I speak with the power of the Holy Ghost. So go to edtalksdaily.com and you'll be able to listen to the podcast and you'll be able to listen. But what is what I say? Anxiety. Anxiety comes from a lot of things. And for me to go into it, it would be a lot. So go to edtalksdaily.com. Listen to the podcast. Shout out to everybody from listening. And I want to tell you that you have the unlimited power inside of you to overcome self-doubt, to overcome shame, to tap into your divine presence that lies within you, to let the spirit of the Lord do work inside of you that you have tried to do but haven't been able to do. And when we grow, 
when we honor those we love honor thy honor thy mother and thy father for the days will be long when we let the shame the blame the guilt the pain when we let it go we're gonna grow but first you have to believe that you can do it because belief starts the process and that's my message and i'm sticking to it it's the holistic motivator Shout out to everybody for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you love it, leave a review. Let me know what you got from it. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, everywhere you listen to podcasts. This is the best underground podcast you have heard today. Have a blessed rest of your day. And I'm going to see you when I see you probably tomorrow. Just come back here, same time, same place. Or go to edsoftdaily.com. Peace.